Hey friend, if you want to feel at peace instead of in a panic, hopeful instead of defeated, and confident that you're living according to God's plan for you, I invite you to jump on a free 15-minute discovery call with me. I want to help you get clarity on how to create more time for the things that matter most. Find out what Christian Life Coaching could do for you. Head right now to gracefilledleader.com forward slash work with me to grab your free session. I'm bouncing back to the topic of decluttering and getting organized today. I have to tell you about my recent breakup with paper. 26 years worth of paper. Today I'm going to take you through my four-step process for going almost paperless and getting more organized. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. But my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Okay, my friends. I don't quite remember if and how much I shared with you about my recent breakup with paper, so if I'm being redundant, I apologize. I'm going to use the... I've been sick, so my brain (laughs) wasn't working quite right. Excuse? But anyway, this has been one of the decluttering tasks that was really overwhelming for me. You see, I'm married to a small business owner who is somewhat paranoid about the potential for a tax audit, so he's instructed me to keep almost every piece of paper that has a dollar sign on it for the past 26 plus years of marriage. The seven-year rule wasn't quite sufficient for him. Well, you can imagine how many piles and boxes of things this turns into when you start thinking about statements, receipts, policies, documents. The piles felt like they were taking over my home. Over the Christmas break, my daughter was home and I had shared with her my goals around decluttering the house in general and that the paper thing was probably the most daunting. So, bless her heart, she got the process started. And as with any decluttering process, it did create quite a mess for a while, but we are in a much better place today. I'm going to share with you how we applied 
my four-step process to tackle 26 years worth of paper. Do you remember my SPAM acronym for decluttering and organizing? Those are the four steps I'm talking about. So let's get started with the S. S stands for sort. So the first thing we did was we started to dig out all of the paper. I mean, all of the paper. I had boxes in, oh, I don't know, laundry, pantries, drawers, on top of desks, all over the place. Anyway, we took out all the piles and we started to sort it into like piles. So all of the bank statements in one pile, the investment account statements in another, insurance policies in another, medical bills, and so on and so forth. You get the picture. So as we sorted, we did do our best to try to put them in chronological order at the same time. Now, I'm going to interject here so you understand the kind of end goal. So obviously, I still needed to figure out a way to save the important documents so that my husband didn't freak out on me and because some things just need to be saved. So my plan was to scan anything that needed to be kept and save them in electronic files. So back to the process. We did the sorting, the S part of spam. Next comes the P part of the process, the purging. We needed to look at what things actually needed to be kept. For example, some of the statements for our investment accounts, we decided that we really just needed to save the year-end statement that showed kind of that general account activity for the year. And some of the other items were literally still in envelopes. Some hadn't even been opened. And once they were open, you could see that a lot of them had a lot of extraneous pieces of paper in them. And we just kept the pages that had the itemized transactions or the important information on them. Anything that did not need to be scanned or saved, we put it in a box to be shredded or burned later. Yes, I said burned. I'm a farm girl, y'all, and we always had a burning barrel. Rather than shredding and adding more paper to the trash bin that needs to be taken to the dump, it's easier to just burn the paper in the burning barrel I have in the yard, thanks to my daddy who made one for me. But you can do whatever makes sense for you, whether that's shredding, recycling, whatever. I just didn't want to put um, kind of personal information directly into the trash anymore, so we got a burning barrel set up. So once we had the piles of what needed to be scanned and saved, we started the A part of the process. So we've done the S and the P, sort and purge, and now we're on to A, assigning a home or allocating space for the documents to live forever, if you will. We started scanning and saving the files directly to a zip drive. Now, depending on what you have, you may want it on a hard drive, but for now, we just used a zip drive that I had that had adequate storage and didn't yet have anything else on it. Because of the vast amount of paper that we were starting with, we did our best to do some consistent naming conventions that made sense for being able to find things in the future. It's not perfect, but we did our best. You'll want to consider the same anytime you're saving electronic files. Perhaps your naming convention 
starts with the year and then the type of document and maybe the name of the person associated with it. Do whatever makes sense to you so that you know where to find it. That really is all that organizing is. It's getting things arranged in a way that reduces overwhelm and helps you find things easier. Now, another part of the assigning or allocating space for our paper required some actual paper filing. There are some legal documents that need to be saved in their original hard copy form. This might include birth certificates, property deeds, titles, contracts, things like that. For items like that, we scanned a copy and saved it electronically, but we also set those aside to be filed later in a physical filing system. For papers that really didn't need to be kept in hard copy form, we just scanned, saved, and put them in our shredder or burn box. So things were going along famously until my dog knocked my scanner off the table and broke it, but at least I'd gotten through almost all of the paper. All that is left now literally fits in one desk drawer. I did have to set that pile aside and I couldn't finish my task, which bugs me because I'm a little type A that way while I'm waiting for my new scanner to come. But that part of the story doesn't matter much. So we are still on the A part of our spam process. We are assigning homes to things. So we assigned electronic file homes for all of the things that were scanned. And then next, I got some file folders to house the original hard copies of the documents that needed to be retained. And then I filed them in my desk drawer. The paper I was able to get rid of when I stacked box, to box upon box was literally taller than I am. Now, I'm not that tall, I'm only five foot one, but still, it was crazy. And it felt so good to see my piles go away and my desk become more organized and clear. But wait, I haven't gone through the last step, have I? We haven't talked about the M part of the process. Remember, we've done the S, sorting, the P, purging, the A, assigning or allocating homes. Now we're on to the M, maintaining. What is my plan for maintaining what I've accomplished and never getting a stack of papers that is taller than I am and never getting to the point that things can't be accommodated in my file drawers? Well, here it is. I have an inbox, a little basket for incoming mail or papers. And I also have a file box with sections that are labeled by the month. So weekly at a minimum, although daily would be better, and I, I try to do it more than just once a week, I plan to, and I've started going through my inbox, opening all of the envelopes and keeping only the things that I have to do something with or retain. In other words, scan and save or scan, save, and file. Everything else gets thrown out or put in the burn box right away. And the things that I have to act on, like the bills, I put them in a sort of a to-do basket on my desk that I know I have to do something with. 
and then whatever aspect of the paper can go away after I've taken care of it is gone. It either is thrown, shredded, or burned, and then if any aspect of it needs to be scanned and saved, that's done. So you're maintaining that sort of empty inbox or that filing system. So for items that come monthly, like statements, I'm going to file them in my monthly file box to be scanned and saved electronically later on. My plan is to create electronic folders by the year and then folders within those folders that have the document saved by month and whatever other appropriate naming convention that is. Some things I might actually keep in the paper file in the file box and not scan until the year end as one yearly file because my scanner can actually handle a number of papers at once so that will be pretty efficient and allow for less file folders in my electronic filing system. So even though I'll be holding on to some paper for up to a year, it will all fit in my one file box and at the end of the year, it will be scanned, saved, and burned so that my file box is empty and ready for the following year. For things that make more sense to maybe save in the moment as individual files, I will have my scanner set up on my desk, probably at all times, and I'll just scan and save things as I do my daily or my weekly paper maintenance task. This system allows me to keep my desk free of piles and it creates a much more manageable filing system. I'm no longer so overwhelmed by looking at all the piles of, I'm, I'm not kidding, boxes and piles of papers on my desk. And my desk actually sits just off of my kitchen. So visually it was something that was distracting and overwhelming to me all of the time. And now it looks neat and tidy and organized and I can actually use it as a desk instead of just a paper pile surface. So the other thing I need to do that also adds to this effort to go more paperless and that you can consider doing if you haven't already is actually going paperless for the things that I can and just start saving them electronically skipping the paper step altogether. In other, in other words, setting up um, with your accounts, whether it's your bank or um, billing entity, going paperless, and then just saving those electronic um, copies as they come in. So bank statements might be a good example of this. Or converting my physical bills to electronic bills is another. The key is to remember to save what may not be retained longer term by the institution in your own electronic files. So right now for me, I haven't switched everything over to be paperless just because I'm now just kind of getting used to this system and it's manageable to me. And then to kind of work further toward my paperless goal Um, I'll start looking at those things that I can actually go and request that it be switched to um, paperless statements. So now the final part of maintaining your system is to actually go and assign 
So that, I guess this goes a little bit back to the A step, but you want to assign this maintenance process a time in your calendar. Um, maybe you do it every Saturday morning, or maybe you do it each evening while you're prepping dinner. Or maybe you actually just take a time slot on your digital calendar and commit 15 to 30 minutes a week to doing your paper maintenance process. Something that is a visual reminder to you to keep up on your system. If you instead do something like doing it every evening while you're prepping dinner, that will become more of a habit stack that you won't even need a visual reminder because it becomes so routine for you that it's just part of your daily process. So whichever works best for you, consider actually sort of allocating a time in your in your day or your week to do your maintenance process around paper. I know it sounds nerdy, but every decluttering task that I accomplish gives me such a sense of satisfaction and peace of mind. It actually gives me hope that maintaining my home doesn't have to be so overwhelming. I just need to keep taking each little bit, getting rid of things I don't need and that don't bring me joy, and then establish a system of maintaining it. Every space that becomes decluttered and organized literally makes me feel like I have more room to breathe. The space becomes inviting instead of distressing. So as you go through your own processes of decluttering, whatever that is, I hope that you too start to feel a growing sense of peace and a decreasing sense of overwhelm. We are on our journey to having more balance and peace in our lives. And until next time, I truly do wish for you days that are filled with gratitude, peace, and God's amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.